You're listening to Straight Notation on Dogs by Nature. Uh, you know, that's a good team win, and anytime you're plus five, that's a darn good, okay? Uh, defense I thought was outstanding. I challenged them to get that rock, and they did. We scored on every single one of those takeaways except for that one right there at the half. Uh, you know, it was a game where we went down in the game a couple times and the guys came back. That's a big piece of this being resilient. Kicking game, Cody was two for two, field goal four for four, extra point, and knocked every single one out of the end zone. So I thought he did a nice job. So good team win. Now here's your host, my dad, Delaney Seven. My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious 7, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. What a win for your Cleveland Browns. They champion the battle of localist teams as they outlast the franchise from the district by a 34-20 count on an absolutely stunning afternoon in early autumn on the lake. So to help us recap that victory, we've reached out to Baker Did What? From the With an Ohio Bias podcast. All right. Just want to say hello to all the Browns fans out there and happy to be a part of this podcast. Thank you to Thelonious 7 for inviting me. I'm D from with an Ohio Bias, uh, DG216WAOB on Twitter. Um, and you'll see my handle is Baker Did What. That comes from the old days of going back and forth with Colin Cowherd. So that's where that comes from. Well, D, we do our best to ignore the outside noise here at Straight No Chaser. <laughs> it's great to have you on the program. So without any further ado, let's talk Browns football. Good Googa The Browns win and move to 2-1, and one, going above 500 for the first time since Pet in year one. There's a lot of brake pumping in the ranks of the Browns faithful. Did you feel nervous at all going into this contest? The Browns are 2-1 and one and I can't be happier about it. I don't, it, it, I almost feel numb just because... <laughs> You think about these days, you want these things to happen, and you play that schedule game when the schedule came out, and we all know what's going on in the world and whatnot. So um, just to see the season and see the Browns play well, win the back-to-back games, I mean, I can't lie. I'm shocked. I'm just a little bit of – I'm shocked. I'm happily surprised, as they would say. Um, I was out celebrating with Browns fans. Everybody in the city is pumped up. I live in the city of Cleveland right now, so um, I have lived other places and, you know, cheered from afar, so I know what that feels like for all those fans out there. And but nobody can take this away from us tomorrow when you go into work when you're walking around somebody asks you hey how'd your team do this weekend oh my team won they've actually won the last two games us Browns fans have not been able to say that for a long time so I've been very excited about that um I was a little nervous and I I've been nervous about everything going on just with you know um a new coach you know they're trying to learn a new scheme and whatnot but we're seeing the things that we want to see with Nick Chubb and and Kareem Hunt just exploding. And then we're seeing the defense, the turnovers today with Washington. Um, and, I, you know, we know Dwayne Haskins well. At least some of us are also Ohio State uh, football fans. So, um, but he struggled and the Washington football team struggled. And we took advantage of that and it was great to see. And so going next week into the Cowboys, I'm not ready to say we're going to beat them too, but they haven't been playing so well. So maybe we can just keep picking the bones of these teams that are not so good. Bro, you're absolutely right. Monday mornings have been brutal for Browns fans for years. Years. (laughs) The season's still young, but it's definitely nice to get those ones in the books. So, Joe Wood's defense gave up 30 and 38 points in the first two weeks. Do you think they finally turned the corner in week three? 
Can you rank the top five producers on this defense? We have been giving up a lot of points, um, but I feel like we're getting what we need when we need it. You know, we got we talk about back to back wins. There's this is the first time I can remember that we had a defensive end or defensive player back to back sacks and strip sacks at that. So Miles Garrett has made his impact felt. He got the big contract and he's making a big impact in these last two games. The one against the Bengals was at a key moment. And then not so much that we were, you know, falling behind or anything like that, but the one against the Washington football team was at a key moment, you know. And that ball just popped right back at him and it just was great and that's a momentum changer and that's what the Browns need to keep going if I had to rank the defensive players right now I mean first it starts with Miles Garrett then we talk about you know momentum Larry Ogunjobi has set the tone um, these last two weeks he had the big play against the Bengals and then you know getting into the backfield and getting a loss of like seven to eight yards is huge and once again puts that young quarterback Dwayne Haskins in a in a third and long position where we know that he gets to rush the passer again so that takes advantage of Miles Garrett and the other guys so I would rank him second Denzel Ward what can you say shut down AJ Green you know was all over McLaren almost had an interception and the, and the, and I think it was uh, right or I can't remember the uh, receiver's name knocked the ball out of his hand so but he's been out there we know he was a little banged up going through the week you know, with a groin issue or some type of leg issue. So it was good to see him play through the game. And we know how much he means to that defense with our secondary being so down and not having the depth that we thought we were going to have, you know, back after the draft. So um, Denzel Ward is my third. Number four is Money Mitch. Uh, you know, Terrence Mitchell has done a yeoman's job out there as well, uh, stepping in, playing, you know, as hard as he can every play. And then my fifth one is Sheldon Richardson, which might be one of my favorite defensive players. Um, that we've picked up over the last couple of years. He just, you know, he might not be big on every down, but he does show up every week somehow, some way. The other player that I would give an honorable mention, he didn't play this week. He's hurt, but I love the Browns' uh, acquisition of Adrian Claiborne. And so I look for big things for him, and he's a former Washington football team player. So um, I, I just, I know he had a sack against the Bengals, and um, he's just one of my favorite players to see playing with the Browns. I hope he's healthy and gets back out there on the field. And a lot of other guys, Mac Wilson, um, Greedy Williams, and those guys, I hope they get to play against Dallas here coming up next week. It will be great to see those guys back on the field at American Telephone and Telegraph Stadium week four against the Cowboys. But for this week, I had. Miles Garrett first, uh, Richardson second, Ogunjobi third, Money Mitch fourth. And I threw a bone to BJ Goodson, who had an outstanding performance given the situation. I would say that guy battled to steal a phrase from our old buddy Pat Shermer. I think his resilience earned him a game ball. Now on the offensive side, Chubb and Hunt started slowly, but seemed to have shown themselves to be a formidable one-two punch. Has this become a ground-and-pound offense? I can't get enough of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I mean, Kevin Stavansky can't give these guys the ball enough to me, but um, they are getting the ball enough. And the thing is, they're wearing down these defenses. We're getting a little bit to impose our offensive will. It's opening up the pass. Um, and I think you see the way that Nick Chubb leads this football team with a stoic, solid presence of no BS. And the guy is just coming out there to give his best, and he works hard, and 
you see Kareem Hunt following in his footsteps. They don't have any ego between the two of them. Who's getting more carries? One, I believe, you know, Nick Chubb even said that Kareem Hunt needed the ball more, which is crazy for a guy that almost led the league last year in yards, if not before Derrick Henry Vulture um, of the award. So. I, I love it. I love it. We, you know, we we love you know ground and pound. You think about Mac Biner, um, even Jamal Lewis and those. That, I mean, we we love running the football. I mean, it's just a thing. As a Browns fan, it's something that we know we can do. And I think the line is coalescing around that, and I think it makes them a, it, it makes it easier for them to pass block in those situations. So, because the now you know these guys are stacking up. Baker has to make a quick decision maybe, but, you know, it gives the receivers a little bit more space to work out there too because they don't know if we're going to throw a screen pass, if we're going to throw it out the flat, you know, or these guys are just going to take the ball, you know, from Baker off a handoff. So they're, they're doing their job, man. I mean, they're excellent. And, I mean, I don't know of an NFL football fan. If I know a lot of people don't watch the Browns games as tight as we do, but they're the best tandem in the league. And I, I would argue that with any NFL fan around the world. <laughs> Derrick Henry Vulture. It's a pretty apt description of the 2019 season. <laughs> so, Coach Stefanski running the record at 2-0 at home. What do you think so far of the Ricky Coach's tenure? Coach Stefanski is one more game away at home from getting a statue built outside of Cleveland Stadium. <laughs> I, I joke in jest, of course, but he's off to a great start. The first game, you know, I think we had a little bit of shell shock and we, we, saw, some, we saw some ghosts of the past, but He's finding a way to get the Browns out of situations and get the win, and that's the most important thing. That's the thing that has actually, you know, not to use another terrifying term, but has haunted the coaches that have come in here as rookie head coaches. They fall into a trap where they try to do what they want to do, and you almost have to deal with the team on the team's level. So with these games, people are going to say those teams stink, but we're seeing the gap between the Browns not being the worst in the league and then better than some of the teams that are out here that are the worst in the league. And that makes me excited. How You know, we all probably watch playoff football and stuff like that. And you're just like, wow, the Browns got a long way to go. Well, now we're seeing the difference, you know, between where we're at. And, you know, we know there's still a big ceiling. But, you know, and there's a long way to go. But we're, at least we're seeing them, you know, come out, play hard, play fast, play play well. And, you know, make smart decisions in tandem with the coaching staff so far. So I think Kevin Stefanski's done a good job. You know, once again, I kind of said on my last answer that he can't run the ball enough. Um, I really believe that, you know, the more that they run, the easier it will be for Baker to settle down and pass when he needs to, or if we have to do a comeback or something like that, or have a big comeback at a game, that that'll be a little bit easier because we can still get off a couple running plays because you never know when Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt could snap a 50-yarder or take it all the way to the house. So those guys have been excellent, man. Um, uh, you love them both, and you just love to see them. It was a great shot of them on the sideline, like in the third or fourth quarter, just smiling and laughing at each other. So they're enjoying the success that they're having out there. And that, you know, I mean, that only pays dividends for And it's also contagious to the team to have everybody be unselfish and kind of buy in to, you know, um, want to see each other do well. So I, I, I'm really enjoying watching them play football. There was a time in the third quarter when the D.C. franchise took a three-point lead. I was trying to remember the last time that Baker led a comeback in the second half at any point. And it was Buffalo. And if you recall, he lost that game before he actually won it to Hollywood Higgins. 
The problem was that as he trails, he becomes more predictable. But this game, it was refreshing to see that the team leaned on the running game and with a few time passes, they caught the defense off balance. And he gave the team exactly what they needed this day, which was not that much. And that was enough for the win. What about next week? It's on to American Telephone and Telegraph Stadium for a game against the Cowpokes. What chance do the Browns have to run their record to 500 on the road? They are going down to Jerry's World next week in Dallas. Um, the good thing is no fans there. There will be some people in there probably, but it won't be like it normally is. So I give the Browns a, a good chance. Dallas has struggled. They put up some points, but they've had bad starts. They had three turnovers, um, three fumbles, I do believe, uh, a week ago in the game against Atlanta to start that game off. So we were opportunistic on the defensive end. Um, taking advantage of the turnovers with the Washington football team. If, if Dallas gives us some giveaways, I like the Browns' chances winning this game. And, you know, here's the thing. I, I, I don't want to speak for all Browns fans everywhere, but we've been waiting for our team to be competitive. And that's the most enjoyable thing on a Browns Sunday, Monday, or Thursday night game is when we come out, we play hard, we play well. Lord knows we haven't seen the results we wanted, but we're getting it now. We're 2-1. and one. And you can't get no any better than that. So everybody's enjoying this victory this weekend. And going into Dallas, I like our chances to play well because they haven't been playing well. So, you know, once again, um, hopefully the Browns rise to the occasion and take advantage of the opportunity laid before them to give us another victory. And if we're 3-1, and man, I mean, you might just see me, you know, running around Cleveland without my shirt on, screaming like J.R. Smith or something. So it'll be a, it'll be a fun, fun week um, being 3-1. and And as always, go Browns. Our guest today on this Victory Monday is D from the Within Ohio Bias podcast. He has promised a J.R. Smith-like celebration should the Browns prevail in Dallas and move to two games over 500. Hopefully he takes pictures. D, or Baker did what, can be found at DB216WAOB on Twitter. And signing out again, Thelonious7, I'd just like to thank you for inviting me on. Um, you know, very excited about the win. Want to say to Browns fans everywhere, this is something we deserve, but it definitely is earned, not given. Um, we, we've suffered through, and I think we're finally seeing some decent football, all things considered, what's still going on in the world. So, very excited about the Browns. Um, always excited about the Browns, but this year it does feel different. And I mean, you, you get to enjoy the win, and it's not that. So, the, the one question is about a little anxiety and whatnot. No, I just know that I can enjoy the Browns this season and, you know, get to see Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, try to run down some people's throats. And that makes me feel good during the week. You know, a Browns game can affect your whole mood (laughs) until that next Browns game. So we've got two good, uh, I would say, mental health weeks, courtesy of the Browns. And I'm I'm looking forward to a third one when they beat the Dallas Cowboys. This is D from Winston, Ohio Bias, at DG216 at WAOB, WinstonOhioBias.com. Um, signing off. Uh, salute to all the Browns fans across the world. I cheers you as we go through another victory week. And I hope you enjoyed this whole season. If you ever want to talk Browns with me, just tweet at me at DG216 on Twitter, DG216WAOB on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I tweet back at you, follow you. That's how me and Thelonious kind of hooked up. So um, good luck to all the Browns fans everywhere. And thank you for this opportunity to talk about the Browns. As always, go Browns. Well, D, it was an absolute pleasure to make your acquaintance even better that we had the occasion of a Browns victory to do it. Thank you so much for sharing with us here at Dogs by Nature Radio. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. 
You've been listening to Straight No Chaser. I'm your host, Thelonious7, on Dogs by Nature Radio. Take care and go Browns. <laughs>